Last time on The Shakes. There's just enough snow to make a ground cover. (laughs) And he was like, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm taking those books away. And like that was just one incident on top of many where like... It's going to be a long winter. I I insist that he calls me... My lady. We fortify our rations. My lady or Queen of Dragons. Not Khaleesi? No, fuck Khaleesi. The Shakes, where wisdom comes at the bottom of the next class. Wow, they actually (laughs) let us come back on Mule Radio Syndicate. Coming again from your mom's basement in Kansas City, Missouri, it's Pat, Quinn, and Jeremy. The Shakes. Hi, guys. So you were were saying something, Pipey Pipes? Was I? I don't know. Were you? I, I, I really want to talk about the quote that you have up here. All right. Let's start, start with that. There? Yeah, let's start with that. It's a quote from Adventure Time. And again, we, we're going to bring it up again. Talked about it in the last episode. Um, the quote is, dude, sucking at something is the first step to being sort of good at something. And wonderfully written. Absolutely true. I love it. Mm-hmm. Especially the apostrophe on sucking. Yeah. Sucking. <laughs> It's not suck in, it's suck in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that you, was delivered by um, Jake the dog yeah. to Finn the human. I can't do a good Jake. Uh, I, was, I, was try- I was trying to think. It's like, dude! But, but I, don't, I don't... I do a decent Ice King, though. Like, hey! <clears throat> <laughs> so far, really, really yeah, It's good. really good, isn't it? <laughs> Gunter, are you blowing it up in here? <laughs> You got a nasty booty, mister. Anyway, there you go. That's, that's my Ice King. So, yes, we're back once again, the shakes. And we, uh, I, I don't know, I, I think the internet liked the first episode. Didn't hate us. Didn't hate us. I didn't see anybody that said absolutely, you know, that, that is the worst podcast I have ever, ever heard. As a matter of fact, I think the fact that we actually have follow-up that we can talk about from last week is just you know gleaming success in itself. So um, as we are as we are getting ready to start talking about everything for the day, um, we're, we're having drinks, and since the manliness of last episode's drinks were, were heavily in question, question. Uh, now pipes brought us big old tall boys of Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. Champagne. Yep, champagne and, and planters dry roasted peanuts. Absolutely. So we went from like one spectrum <laughs> all the, the way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're just, yeah. yeah but we're going to light something on fire later. Mm-hmm. We're trailer parking just, it. To be fair, I did try to class up the whole thing after last time, and I brought uh, some some bullshit beer yeah <laughs> hey belgian white beer <laughs> there you go in cans yeah. because i didn't mm-hmm. want to feel like i was trying too hard thanks thanks everybody for the love for wheat yeah Thank you. i appreciate yeah. the reaching out for that that yeah. was actually that was actually the the first piece of follow-up that that there were a lot of people that came out in defense the people who know how o'fallon wheat beer yeah. came out and 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 amazingly enough they were all really kind of large dudes and they were Stunts. all talking about uh, talking about how you know what that's that's actually a pretty a pretty good beer so so pipes got some some vindication thank you a little bit uh-huh. yeah step uh-huh. forward so yeah so 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 people people came in in defense of, of Weech, but not to uh, not to <laughs> reenact that mistake. 
<laughs> the boy walks in with, with a brown bag full of tall, tall boys. <laughs> tall boys. But then Quinn, she walked in with like all sorts of like foofy stuff. Because uh, not moonshine. You, no. Yeah, Whatever. but look at Cranberry. the moonshine though. That's that's art directed moonshine. <laughs> it is, and it's a beautiful bottle. And it's got fruit in Midnight it. Midnight moon moonshine. Cranberry flavor. It's got cranberries in it. Yeah, it has actual cranberries cranberry, floating yeah. in the jar. Yeah, it's a mason jar. Yeah, and it's Junior Johnson family recipe. Mm. <laughs> you, now, now, be honest, though. You bought that solely for the packaging, didn't you? Uh, I, I will say that that the was a big... is, is amazing. I mean, the it's pretty awesome. Is awesome. It really does awesome. look really super cool. And I also bought not that moonshine, but I did buy a moonshine one time called Cat Daddy... Mostly because I misread it and I thought it said Catterday, but um, <laughs> but I bought it solely for I the thought packaging. it said Katniss and I love <laughs> Hunger Games and so I bought it. But yeah, I bought it solely for the packaging because it looked like it was in kind of a you know one of those clay jugs, except tall and thin, and it well, tasted like burnt marshmallows. When things get boring in five minutes, we should taste this. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> So, so, so. Um, also, um, an, another interesting thing to to follow up that we were talking about Mary Englebright and and mostly just about Quinn and her forty uh, five year old womanly ways, her spinster mm-hmm. ways. And uh, sorry to bring that back up, but uh, so from Twitter, uh, my friend Bruce Tarnished Owl says, "Oh no, you didn't." Speaking as a member of the class, gay men in their 50s are not into Mary Englebright. And apparently this was something that I said. So uh, right off. Nice job, Jeremy. Yeah, I know. So right off, I regret (coughs) the error because obviously Mary Englebright is squarely in that spinster territory and i and i can't think of of you know any any gay man worth his loafers that would even possibly you know now we're gonna get tweets about now we're gonna get tweets about the loafers i know i know at a time when we're trying to get people to like us (laughs) you're alienating people sure 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 i mean here's the thing is like when i was eight mary inglebright spoke to my soul and that's mm-hmm. because my soul is like a really bitter 55-year-old woman. Ooh, it got older. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, since Tarnished Out specifically brought up 50s, I decided, you know, hey, let's Why get not? let's let's up it up. Yeah. Up it up. Um, so I I just feel like uh maybe maybe Mary Inglebright is is uh not specific to men, women sexual orientation she's mary Inglebright she's, is she's just kinda, life's just a chair of bullies she's transcendental that's what you're saying i still can't remember who that is <laughs> who is that i don't ever want pat to know who mary Inglebright is i'm still drawing a we'll, we'll just we'll just hide that from him forever that, he she's the she's the um the really folky you know, overly drawn um, illustrations and stuff we showed you, and she had like, yeah, cherubolis. Life is a cherubolis, oh, and, yeah. and the witty, the the witty, cute things yeah. that fifty-five-year-old women would like. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. It's okay. folky, and and yeah. So okay. Mm-hmm. So we regret the error, or I regret the error specifically. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't. No. Don't put me in that no. shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
and and I, I will I will do my best to to uh, to not replicate any any such type of thing. So um, yeah, and uh, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of for the most part. I think things to to follow up on the important things that that kind of came out of out of last week's discussion. So what the hell are we talking about this week? Do we even know? I think more of the same. Just more, complete more and utter nonsense. I bought a $10 pen the other day. Yeah. Seriously. On Amazon, so I even had to pay shipping. Yes. <laughs> and it stopped working after. No, this is it. Oh, that's the pen? Yeah. It's, um, what makes it a $10 pen? Well, it's, it's flat mm. and square. Oh. So that when you put it in a notebook, it lays flat. And square. Yeah. Oh, wow. The only problem with it is that it does not write that well. <laughs> of course it doesn't. Yeah. Does it drive the car for you? No, but, and it, I mean, it's just an ink problem, an ink flow situation, I think. Why? What Put it in your sweaty you armpit. <laughs> what would possess <laughs> you to buy a $10 pen? Uh, well, because I was feeling like maybe I was really good at my job one day. And I was just, it was just like that one day out of the year where I was like, damn, girl. And you thought a ten, you, you were worthy of You're a $10 pen. Yeah, thing. hell yeah. You, you, felt, you, felt, you felt validated my words, and happy. My words are definitely worth a $10 pen. Not anymore, though. No. No. Just that one day just for like an hour. <laughs> and then it was gone. And then, I, and then I lost it, so. Well, you know, I th- that's actually kind of a, an interesting thing to, to talk about. So that, I know I do stuff like that. And a lot of people would say that people that go and buy, like, let's say, Max, do the same thing. It's like you have that whole, okay, so if I have this Mac... I am very creative and awesome. Or if I have this $10 pen, I'm very creative and awesome. So, so talismans and, uh, you know, kind of, it's like that superstition of creativity. It's why I have this eye patch. It, it, <laughs> and it looks good. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, Piper, he, he has this, uh, this, this bejeweled eye patch. Yeah. Yeah, and it has a, it has a nice gold crown on it. It's got stuff dangling mm-hmm. from it. Yeah, fringe. fringe. I change it. I change it daily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like his own little charm bracelet. Well, I mean, I think the worst part about the pin is that I was in a review and my creative director asked me for my pin so that he could mark something down on my script, which is always like absolutely the worst thing that happens in a review. And so I hand it to him and he goes, what the fuck is this? And throws it across the room because it's kind of hard to write with if you're not used to it because... You know, it's flat. It's a ten dollar pen. You have to get used to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes it takes a minute. And um, it was training. <laughs> in that moment, I a whole part of my soul, I think, died as I was watching my pen fly across the room because he was so angry that I would hand him a pen. You know, and I was like, "But you should have a pen." I Don't think it's funnier if you would have not have given it to him and said, it's this $10 is a ten pen." I know, but yeah. I was it's no, but right. I was looking for validation. I was like about to tell him. Look at my sweet new $10 pin. And then as I was about to tell him that, he chucked it across the room. It was like, what the fuck is this? Awesome. That's do you it, actually yeah. write with a pen? Do I write with that? Or do you write on a computer? No, I write on both. But, like, you know, I have an, a really cool I'm a creative person kind of notebook. Mm-hmm. So that goes with the $10 pin. So that when I go to meetings, people are like, oh, she's legit. So that's so, and I think that is like the the number one little superstitious tool of the creative person is the is the fancy I'm a creative person notebook. 
Yeah, the notebook, the glasses. I mean, it's all about the accessories, really. Right. Anything that you can do to show, like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm pretty Don't serious. Question. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, creative. right. I mean, just look around. Just look around this table. Look at the glasses at this table. Exactly. Yeah, there are some statement glasses at mm-hmm. this table. Yeah, these all all glasses are screen. What, what's the most ridiculous creative statement you've seen besides my crystal clear glasses? I don't know. Those crystal clear glasses are pretty kick-ass. <laughs> yeah, man. I was really, I was actually looking away ridiculous. purposely so that ridiculous. I did not. No. Ridiculous, not awesome. Ridiculous. Well, I feel like you went somewhere when you bought those glasses and they were like, you should get these because they'll blend into your face. Haha, uh-huh, he didn't. I got it off of warbyparker.com. Hell yeah, that site is amazing. <laughs> I love it. They them. should sponsor us. Yeah. They should. Wait, Quinn, do you have Warby Parker glasses? No, but I have done the free trial four mm. times. Okay, it's so, so two-thirds of the people at the table wear Warby Parker glasses. So, yes, perhaps there's a, a con- there's, a, there's a sponsor. Face situation. That looks mm. like Lens Crafters. Mm. <laughs> it's not. Mm-hmm. No, I went to a really trendy, expensive place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's totally mm-hmm. worth it. Yeah. You know, now that my glasses sit sideways because I fall asleep on the couch so often in them. <laughs> For your six hundred dollar glasses yeah. that make the statement. So okay. Anyways, back to the question. Don't don't avoid it. What most ridiculous? The most ridiculous creative statement. Quote quote statement. Oh okay. Well, I mean, oh I saw one this morning that was really good. What's that? Okay, so I'm driving to work and I get cut off by this little Mini Cooper, and for some reason, which in itself is a creative statement. statement. I'm getting there. Oh sorry so, sorry. So I'm, like, pissed because, first of all, Mini Coopers, I'm just like, ugh, whoever's driving that I could just probably beat the shit out of, you know? I had <laughs> thought about getting Oh, my way. God. God. <laughs> Seriously. like a clown car. I know. It anyway. Um, please don't. I or won't GTI, be able to stop VW making fun VW GTI. Uh, so guy cuts me off, and I look at the license plate, and it says, Animator. Oh, God, this guy's probably, like, listening. Oh, uh, yeah, he probably does. Yep. Probably does. Sorry, and, dude. And, um, and then eight, and then R. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look, I, I, like, see his eyes looking in the rearview mirror, and he's wearing, like, these ridiculous hipster sunglasses, like, reflective, like, super funky checkers on the side, neat, bright neon pink up on top and neon green on the bottom, and I'm like... Oh, you just want to tell everybody like who you are with every little piece about you. It's mm-hmm. like you just want to you want people to meet you and be like, "You sir are a creative professional." Mhm. He probably I don't had feel he, like that. he had like the perfectly chosen oh, I'm like sure. threadless t-shirt and a and vest, the, probably a oh, vest. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You know? The yeah. vest that looks like it came from a thrift store, but really right. it's from Urban, and he paid yeah, like, like fifty dollars yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say seventy five hundred dollar vest. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, mm, I prefer mm-hmm. like I don't feel like I need to go places and dress in a way so that people are like, we know what you do for a living. Obviously, yeah, because you know, otherwise people would think that I was like homeless or maybe a stripper. That on that the day. I was going more stripper. Yeah, I was yeah. going strippery, uh, stripper on her day off. Yeah, kinda, you know, yeah, stripper casual. It's mm-hmm. kind of my go-to look. <laughs> <laughs> stripper casual. This stuff that I have on could come off in the second sentence. <laughs> these these snap snap away yeah. pants <laughs> break away. <laughs> yeah. 
you think I just worked out, but in reality. Let's, okay, on that really quick, and not to divert too much, but Magic Mike. Yeah. The AMC 24 out by my house. There are, like, lines set up for that because it's a legit way for middle-aged women to go see male strippers without seeing male strippers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what it is. That's what the audience is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my uh, my wife, she got invited to go watch it on, on Saturday with, with a bunch of girls. And she was just like, fuck that. I No. I, because, you know, it's not going to be fun. And, yeah, I got so. invited to go with a group of women as well. Mm-hmm. And I... I didn't. I didn't understand. I just thought that maybe they don't know what's out. What else is out there? So I was like, "Hey guys, wh- have you heard about Moonrise Kingdom? Let's go see that." Yeah, Wes Anderson. Come on, it's gonna be awesome. And they were like, "No, no, this was like a girl thing. Like we're gonna go see this because you know." And I was like, "And you're oh. all gonna go out and have pink drinks beforehand." Yeah. See, I don't. It, yeah. I'm. I don't do that. Like pink, blue, or green drinks. Then you go see Magic Mike. Or like a Michelob and- Ultralight. Mm, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you got to watch your figure. Exactly. I, I stand outside the Magic Mike theater when people come out hoping that I might get groped. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey you I'm feeling a man. frisky? I'm a man. Uh, these jeans are maybe too tight on me. <laughs> Go ahead and grope me. Yeah, I don't really have any desire to pay money to watch that movie. Yeah. Okay, back to the question. Jeremy. Yeah. What is the most creative statement? <sighs> okay, the, the, the most, most ridiculous statement. Creative no. statement. Um, you know, I, I, I got, uh, I got nothing against people with with tattoos, but just like, you know, people who do like these sleeves and stuff that that are of like just like these just random bullshit and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like okay, like, a, can you can you tell me? all of the 50 things that are on your arms and, and B, what was your criteria for uh, putting that on there? Cause clearly it was low judging from that giant vagina right. looking. Yeah, thing exactly. <laughs> yeah. That thing that's supposed to be a Lily, but you know, it, then it turned into <laughs> to a Georgia O'Keefe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Flower vagina. Exactly. You know, my thing, uh, especially for like me and tattoos, I could never, ever get a tattoo because I'm such a revisionist that, you know, wow. I mean I couldn't... I never heard of that term. You've never heard of a revisionist? No. Yeah, well, I, but, I mean... indecisive. Well, it's not necessarily indecisive. It's like you see something you're like, okay, that's awesome and that that is exactly mm-hmm. what I need that to be. At this time. At this time. And then I can look at it a year from now and I go, ooh, boy. Now, see, now, if we had maybe <laughs> changed this over here and moved this over here, you know, that's not going to work so yeah. well in a tattoo. So I just avoid them altogether because they're, it just yeah, it I would end up way. very bad. I for instance, I was into ABBA for a while when I was a kid. Thank God I didn't get an ABBA tattoo. I'm no longer into ABBA. I don't know. That would be pretty what awesome happened? if you had one, though. Like a big old Waterloo tattoo. Just, I think that that would be great. I think you'd be proud. I, I could never see you not the, being proud of that. The back-to-back yeah. bees. I mean, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, bees back-to-back. Well, yeah. I mean, how can that not be awesome? It's Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not into them anymore. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So, so you. You. Ridiculous. This is not. This is like so cliched it becomes ridiculous. But I sat in a, um, we were working with um, another design firm who had designed the look of this, these characters. 
And um, the guy was, um, he was Mr. Clean. I mean, he was bald, mm-hmm. had a big hoop earring, mm. dressed all in black. Black shirt, like black T-shirt, black pants, black shoes, black blazer. And I'm like, geez, really? Seriously? I mean, it was such a cliche. I will say, and I'm reserving this, I haven't seen this because I might use it myself, a cane. I would totally rock a cane. A cane. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, cane. Corey Feldman uh-huh, uh-huh. from, um, I don't even know what the hell the movie was. He had a cane. Awesomeness. I'd have no, it but all it, striped it up be and shit. Like a pimp cane. It, it, it needs to be like incredibly useful cane. Like, I saw an infomercial the other night that I could not stop watching for this game. That so you're you push thinking a like like the, the four and it shoots out four legs. Okay, so you're and then it just stands and you can walk away from your cane. That's exactly what I was saying. I was I, like, so you're thinking the four footed cane? Hell yeah! Right. I want mine to be a sword. Yeah, sword canes. That's also oh, pull it out. Yeah, stab. Mm-hmm. Put it back in. Clean it off really quick with my handkerchief that I have in my pocket. Stick Give it. It, back it has in. a name. Your pocket square. Yeah. You yeah. call it like Frank Christy. <laughs> All right, Christy, it's time to go to work. Shink, stab, clean off. Oh, Christy, you served me so well. Put it back in. Christy with a Y. <laughs> My first wife's name, incidentally. Oh, <laughs> awesome! No, that. I, I, just looking at the faces, everybody at this table, like the quiet reverence that just kind of fell briefly. It was like, Kane? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, no, I would get down on yeah. I would. I'd I would purposefully cane. injure myself so I needed a cane. <laughs> I'd like, hey, car, just clip, <laughs> just clip my knee. So don't, that I have don't a limp for yeah, the rest of my don't life. Don't permanently damage me. But make me and need then a cane. my make me limp need a cane. plus the rheumatoid arthritis. I'll surely exactly. get you know. Yeah, <laughs> that'll. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. But I like being that. creative, there has to be some elaborate story as to why I have the cane. Sure. I was saving this person while I was bending down to help them. Car came by, clipped me. Person came out. That's not why I'm limping. Person came out. And then another came, car came, hit that car, then it clipped me again, and that's why. And I then I went back to the office to check on these boards, and somebody stabbed me with yeah. an exacto knife. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I have the lens. <laughs> because cars, I cars me, cars clipping me, totally, to do with it. totally, just part of the story. <laughs> the exacto knife is actually still yeah. in my leg. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of metal floating. Around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to, just to, yeah. I, I have I have pencil lead in my groin area, just kind of just hanging. Okay, it's there. <laughs> I don't even want yeah, to. What the fuck? Explore that. I jumped into a car with a sharpened pencil in my pocket. <laughs> that is like the dorkiest. I've got lead floating around ever. in the groin area. In very close to my penis, yeah. I have some lead just hanging somewhere, out. somewhere. <laughs> yes, yes, that's, that's awesome. Oh man, I mean, it sounds terrible. Oh, <laughs> it hurt like a motherfucker. All of my children being born suffer from slight lead poisoning <laughs> at all. Just, all of yeah. my children will need a cane. Yep. Yeah, we'll need a point. cane. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 we'll be damn grateful for the cane. Mm-hmm. By the way, exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> Bikes are another creative thing. I think. Bikes. 
Bikes? Like motorcycles? Well, no, 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 no. No, like no. fixies. No, or, like tin speeds, you mm, know? like Recumbent bikes. Yeah, and I like missed this memo, memo. Like I went out and bought a bike like four years ago, and I bought this like sweet mountain bike for, you know, a flat state. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I was just like really into how hardcore it looked. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think proceeded to have multiple... Injuries like would ride a block and fall nice. off and co- and come back crying with bloody knees. But anyway, uh, the bike thing is really big. Like you, if you have the kind of bike that a you're strong enough to carry, mm-hmm. or it's just light enough that you can carry, right? And then if your bike has like a basket on it, whoa, wait, what? Wait, yeah, yeah, who, who, wait, what bike people are you seeing? And you keep, like, hot bread in it or something, or what? <laughs> well, like, if you're riding your bike to work, you know, and, and maybe you have some some. I've got warm muffins. Holes. I've got warm yeah. muffins. Get out of my way. I deliver Pipes. these. <laughs> you know, you got a paper delivery route yeah. on your way to work, yeah. so <laughs> you got to hit that. Uh, but I was thinking more of, like, the bikes that you have to, you know, like, lean backwards and, like, you, you ride it with your feet sticking no, straight out no. type of thing. That's I think right. Vespa. That was Well, that's a given, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well. I, bikes seem a little bit yeah. of a stretch. Mm, I have gosh, you. you guys. Well, I don't know. Not if, not if you with got, a, like, the recumbent bike. With, a, that's with a, a basket on the front. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know. We're not describing grandmas. We're <laughs> describing <laughs> If you ride the you guys, bike with the two-foot-tall really tire in the front. <laughs> and, and a flag. A little flag off the back. If those bikes While, while wearing work, a bowler. It's like when you go to, like, you know, a certain restaurant in town. And everybody has like the handlebar mustache and looks like they mm-hmm. came out of like a nineteen ten yeah. black and white silent uh-huh. film, you know, like about barber shops. And I don't know, it's like those people have the weird bikes. Come on down and get your gin smoothie, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the first script that I wrote and you approved and it was the only two guys thing I got to do? What was that? The newsy. Oh yeah. Hi, guys. Come on. Let's get that. I'm a sucker for the newsy. Yeah, me too. Hey, should we open this moonshine? All right, kids. Why the hell not? Some midnight moonshine. All right. While while Quinn is opening the midnight moonshine. Oh, my God. She can't even. My hands are too small. (laughs) They are. I really. I'm not good at it. Can you open the jar, please? It, it's just a big jar of cranberry. Yeah, so so I so Quinn opened no, up the on, moonshine. Guys. Quinn spent $21 on, in effect, a big jar Holy of shit. Yeah, yeah. She she opens up the, the mason jar, and then, yeah, so there are probably about 30 cranberries in that glass. Well, this about is, 15 guys. in that one. <laughs> I mean, that's all it is. It's just nothing but fruit. Fruit for my fruits. I'm going to sniff it. Sure. Okay, let's get the nose. Oh, yeah, there's alcohol in it. Oh, oh my God. Wow, way to shortchange yourself. <laughs> I got to work later. Oh, that's right. That is, um, that is, that is. I mean, it smells like rubbing alcohol. That's rocket fuel. Okay, wait, do you guys. Holy shit. Yeah, put a little tonic in there. You guys. I'd like to keep the enamel on. <laughs> How about the lining on your stomach? Oh, man. All right, I'm going to eat some peanuts. you see that? That was really good. That's really good. Whoa. So do you guys play any uh, intratrature? No. Intramural sports? Yes, I hate that word. I I literally, my my mouth will not say that word. Um, I don't. Oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, good. Rah, 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 rah. Well, I get really competitive in our softball league, and <laughs> they made the mistake of making me a co-captain this year. <laughs> competitive and softball league don't go together. Yeah, well, maybe they do. I'm uh, I'm on the office kickball team, and there's a game tonight, and you can see where I am right now. So there you go. That's how competitive Jim is. You're not a dedicated. All right, are we all going to no, try this No, I would at the say he's time? dedicated to the shakes. God bless Jeremy. That's right. Here's to Jeremy. All right. Here's to Jeremy. Okay. I, I'm really terrified to I am too. This. I am too. I'm actually really scared myself, and I brought it. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. <laughs> oh, it's quite smooth. It really is. Although Quinn is gagging. Oh, God. <laughs> nice job. Oh, my God. Nice job, Quinn. My cheeks hurt. That little, that little side where it like, connects to your jaw. Yeah. Oh, that's... <laughs> the zygomatic arch. But I kind of want more. Is that weird? <laughs> <laughs> that's quite interesting. That's, um, it might be better with ice. It's kind of a mess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that it's $21 worth. Well, well, you know what? I think you could turn that into something pretty damn good. You know what's good, interesting is that we got batch number 20. So uh, maybe see, they're still so they, figuring they, they shit out. Batch number you know? three, I heard it was really good. <laughs> they've, they've had some time to uh, probably improve, you know. Yeah. Batch number 40, that's a, yeah, this, yeah, if, if there was some ice it in this, that would probably. a little like cough medicine. It kind of does. A little I bit. I like that about it. But you don't like weech. Why yeah. like cough medicine, not weech beer? I, I don't understand how Do those two you, things Quinn, are. Quinn, I have a very serious question for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you, yes. Do you huff? You huff, don't no, you? No, no, I you just like drink it syrup. right out of the you, bottle. <laughs> you love cough syrup and you huff spray paint, don't you? No. Okay, don't eat the cranberries. Oh, my God. Oh, are they awful? Holy shit. <laughs> the cranberries will light you on fire. Okay, I'm hey. going to have a cranberry. Oh. Good luck to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I just accidentally got one, too. You and... paid money? For... Oh, God. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna... You guys, we're all going to feel funny in our elbows and behind our knees in a minute from drinking this. <laughs> oh, God. From eating the cranberries. Those, are, those are evil, man. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, the cranberries are straight evil. Yeah, that, there, is, there is nothing redeeming about But I kind of like those. it. Like my, my elbows feel a little See, floaty. So here's well, the, the drink is okay. But it's the, it's have, the cranberries. You bag that, on weech, and then you come to the table with this shit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know. I know. Bagging on weech and then bringing moonshine is... Cranberry. It's not really moon. Cranberry it's moonshine. moonshine. Would you felt better if I brought... Just straight up moonshine. Did they have the apple? They did have the apple, but they didn't have the the fruit on top. I thought the fruit would be a great conversation. Oh, it was a great conversation piece. Yeah. (laughs) Now that we're all dying and probably have, like, drunk cavities. (sighs) All right, we've gotten off topic. We have gotten off topic, but that's a nice segue. Hold on. Let's let's do a a thing here. That is a perfect time to talk about. (laughs) It's a perfect time. Do you need a trash can to throw up in? No, that just hit me, you know, in my mouth. Yeah, when I no, drank it. I, yeah, <laughs> it was terrible. No, this is a perfect time in in between uh, topics to mention the fact that now that we are on the Mule Radio Syndicate, did you know 
that you can listen to The Shakes and many other fine, fantastic Mule Radio shows on the Mule Radio app for iPhone. But mainly The Shakes. But mainly The Shakes that you should listen to. Yeah. Yes. But definitely get the app just to listen to The Shakes. Yes, yes. It's available on the App Store for the iPhone. It is the freest of the free podcasting apps that are out there. And uh, yeah, so you can get you can get access to lots of really really good shows, but mostly the shakes. But they they had a new show yesterday. Uh, there's a new show, not only just us, but called then the Quivers. There's uh, the Quivers, but no, there's there's one called the Mixtape, ah. which is pretty kick ass. I've got to tell you, I listened to a little bit of it last night, and every week it's just like the dude puts together a mixtape. Oh of my stuff. god. Oh, it's good. That's an awesome concept. It is an awesome show. It is an awesome show. So, uh, you that know, I'm awesome. a big fan of that one already. And, I mean, it's got, you know, one episode just like us. So uh, check out the mixtape mix on Buell awesome. Radio Syndicate. High Fidelity talks mm-hmm. about mixtape, making the perfect mixtape. Oh, yeah. Oh, Great yeah. Movie. And, the, and the funny John thing Cusack. is, is like, like when, when, when he talked about that, and I, had never re- I, I did not read the book before seeing the movie, but, uh, you know, when Rob Gordon is talking about the... I'm already feeling that moonshine. Holy shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> when, Rob, when Rob Gordon was talking about the rules of making the mixtape, I, I don't think that I have ever had a moment... I, you say what you will about the movie one way or the other. I think it's a really good movie overall. It's top five. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Top five records. But, but I mean, you know, the... Quindy, that moment, that moment spoke to me in a way that I... That, Nothing in any form of literature has ever, ever spoken to me but the rules of the mixtape because, I mean, I already knew them. It was, you know, it was spoken as gospel. And so, and, and, and yeah, I mean, and, and it's really cool because this is, that's kind of what the, the guy who, I, I don't even remember, ah, oh man, sorry, I don't even remember no, uh, who's doing the mixtape, but he knows the rules. He knows the rules of the mixtape. That's He's an got awesome that. Concept. You know, oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Out. You got to check it out. You got to check it out. You didn't like high Quinn. Quinn no, I liked high Quinn's never seen high fidelity. Honestly, I, I don't. I it's a guy didn't movie. have a boyfriend until CDs were a thing. So you know, I never got a mixtape. It was never a thing for but me. But you, you never, you never. It was just so, like so lonely, sad songs. Me that I so recorded everybody off always the radio. <laughs> just gave you mixed CDs then. Yeah, you know, like once I got to be, you know, in my 20s and a boy liked me for the first time. Uh-huh. So After you were playing with your boobs for, for years. Yeah, you know, by myself. You know, and I, and I will say that I was, I was of the generation where I was able to do both. And man, I tell you what, there's just, there is no art to making a mix CD. Mixtape. Mixtape mix is the whole thing, man. Because it's, like, it's like you're making those decisions in real time. It's like, okay, I feel that the next track needs to be this, you know? And so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of really, there's a fantastic intuition and a lot of really good creativity in that. But, you know, it's like with a, with a mix CD, you can sit there and you can, or at least I know for me, whenever I've done them, you pull it, put a playlist out, you shuffle it around 10 times. You're like, okay, that sounds good. Oh, throw that one out, put another one in. Okay, let's put that down three, you know? And then after you've played with it for half a day, then you burn it. And that's just, there's just nothing that, I mean, there's no soul to that. My assignment to my creatives is put together an assortment of songs that tell a story. Make it a movie soundtrack. What is, (laughs) you can't see this, but (laughs) Quinn is like, oh my God, because she's seen it all. 
Why do you, why do you, I think that's a great idea. Creativity, in a nutshell, is about storytelling. Mm-hmm. I agree. <clears throat> and you should be able to tell a story through music. And I think that's a great assignment. I think it's a brilliant assignment. Thank you, Pat. You're awesome. <laughs> I'm, Thank I will you. not validate that. You should validate. No. It's worth validating. No, I think that I, I think, think that's that you're good. right about all of the first part. I think that if you do that with music, though, that you should do it with other mediums. Like oh, what? Uh, like anything else? I don't know. Pictures. Uh, uh, wood. Okay. Have well. Wood oh, there you go. I, I thought you were going to say tell story through wood. You are moron. Are you kidding? Tell I mean, story if you're gonna, through you just wood. finished saying that a creative should be able to tell a story with anything, and so then you did pick, I say that? So then you pick songs. Yeah. So you then did. you pick music, which is like you know the main thing about music is like a story. No, Every song here's is a the story. Thing. No, no, no. Even no. the but worst the song. Thing. No, no. Here's the thing. You let the you let the songs tell your story. You create a story around the songs, like a soundtrack. Awesome. <laughs> I thought she wood. was going to say, tell a story with books. I'm sorry, wood. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, correction. What? You hey, gotta- hey, creatives, gather around, gather around, gather around. I want you to tell Raise me Raise your hand story. if you're a whittler. Tell me a story around wood. <laughs> I'm Lynn Tuckwiller. I make go. driftwood no, sculptures. but it's Good. not about telling it Come around wood. Hour. It's about using wood to tell your story or using a whiteboard to tell your story, just like you would be using a song. Duh. I feel like you're being really tunnel visioned about Whatever. this. <laughs> Quinn is, the, just ignore her for I'm the rest drunk. of the podcast. Yeah, this cranberry. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to turn her down. Yeah, that's... <laughs> So, but no, I think I, you know, there, so you, you actually did that to people, gave them an assignment to make. I did. See, now I gave. How did it turn out, Pat? When, well, when I, I did it something. It to turn out. Oh, so you just did People it. are like, oh my God, that's a great idea. And then nobody ever does it. Well, here's, here's what I, here's what I did when I, when I used to be in charge of creative teams, uh, I, mine was figure out and you have to, I mean, cause this is, this is a tough one. What are your top 10 favorite songs of all time. He can't. Uh, that's that's hard. That, that, people that is are like, really what's your, hard. What's your favorite movie? And I'm like, you can't. Don't make me do that. Yeah. They don't make me do that because it depends on the day and I'm killing kids and <laughs> I can't do it. Right. I really hate all questions that are like, what's your favorite this? What's your favorite that? What's your favorite food, Quinn? All food. <laughs> food. <laughs> Food is my answer. That's a bullshit answer. Honestly, bullshit there, answer. Is, there are very few things I dislike. I, I literally can't even think of one thing I don't like and <laughs> I won't eat <laughs> right now. <laughs> God, right, that stuff is evil. All right. So I, I don't. I'm not. No. What? what? I'm not drinking that cranberry I feel like I feel like every time somebody says something dumb, so... You know, you've got like what five seconds until that happens again. Uh, you have to take a sip of the moonshine. I'm not. I'm not ever saying something dumb again. <laughs> okay, we'll you take just a said it. Drink. Now, now, now. You know what, though? We actually got a question. We did. We did. We got a question. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this question out there because I think it's a good question and it's a fair question. Um, we kind of covered Quinn's answer last week, but you know, feel free to rehash the whole thing. So Brian, 
Let's call him Brian. Brian asks. <laughs> His real name's Ralph, but we're going to call him Brian. <laughs> we're going to call him Brian because Ralph is just a terrible, terrible name. Terrible name. It, it rolls off the tongue like yeah. vomit. Brian asks, if, as you say, you fell ass, all of you, collective, at the table, if you all fell ass backwards into your career, how'd you get your first shots without a portfolio? I really think this is a question directed to Quinn. Oh, God, that's so self-serving. That is so self-serving. You know, who was the genius who plucked you out of the big haystack and saw a sparkle? Who was, who, who, who was that? Who was that? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, I was working for uh, a greeting card company writing uh humor i was hired as a humor writer and um i i was uh only allowed to write what they referred to as femme humor oh we did talk about this last week we talked we talked about quinn's sort of yeah but well as a result i never you know so just cut to the chase and brilliant cut to the chase and brilliant and then we'll move on to the other questions i just can't get there that quickly um so i started dumping all my own jokes onto twitter um i had so many followers by that point i i didn't even know a guy named pat piper was following me didn't care who that was didn't really feel like i needed to follow him back and then one day i get an email hey quinn follow you on twitter Found out that you live here because your location info says somewhere in the middle. Because I'm I'm stalking, <laughs> and uh, just just wondering what you thought about advertising and all. And I was like, "Hey, immediately, hey, uh, people like me, blah blah blah." Yes. And so then Pat called me in for an interview and hired me. And my portfolio was Twitter and my blog, and some cards that I had written that he didn't give a shit about. You just kind of yeah okay those are nice, nice. yeah, yeah. Those no, are nice. Didn't so care. this is this is actually working against you <laughs> yeah he basically told me like put that shit away put that away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had um, I went God you guys forced me into situations where I have to like name drop and shit I don't mean to I mean, <laughs> oh yeah you're to. right we totally we I had I had a friend who was so, so Tom Cruise so Tom Cruise. I like I'm hanging with Tom Cruise one night and I'm like, so are you gonna come out or what? Anyway, um he uh I, I went I had a friend who worked at Leo Burnett and I went and met with the writer there and he in effect in the nicest way said, Your book sucks mm-hmm. and you need to completely redo it. And because I'm awesome, I took that and I said you're right. I need to completely redo it. And I did. After crying in the men's bathroom I did. for at least I, 30 I minutes. I threatened suicide several times. <laughs> and and then dramatic. I redid um, my portfolio and um, and it worked. And that was the thing was, um, I mean, I, I, I had a portfolio. I started working on a portfolio my junior year. And the thing is, is that the portfolio is never done. You're always working on a portfolio. Yeah. Always, but you had one though. I did. See, so that's the, that's the thing. Quinn you, yeah, Quinn so really, this was this was a question directed at Quinn. My goal was. though is to pretty much try to make my way through my whole career without, without having, having a, a portfolio. portfolio. That mm-hmm. would be brilliant. 
Well, see, and the reason, and to take all the bullshit aside about that, you know, I'm awesome because, anyway. Um, uh, no, uh, he really is awesome. No, the thing is, is that I think that we're doing that. It was obvious in reading Quinn's tweets that she had kind of a grasp on a humor, b an ability to simplify an idea into 140 characters. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that that's really you know it's like if you understand simplicity and you've lived life and you have a good perspective on things because to me that is more than going to advertising school or going to a portfolio school is you know my wife is a fantastic writer and she never went to a day of advertising or portfolio school in her life and she. Worked at a hospital for 10 years and, you know, and, and, you know, she worked in Minneapolis and kind of grew up in the ad club, um, you know, area there and, and, and that circle of people and kind of learned from there, but just has a great perspective and knows that, you know, Brian Brooker, my old boss, he said to me, I, it was a great, you know, it's like writing a headline is a reaction to something. And I thought that that was. I thought that was great direction mm-hmm. to understand that and know that you're reacting to something. You're not telling somebody something. You're kind of reacting to the product that you're writing about or whatever. And and I think that takes a, a talent and not a talent that, you know, years and years of school can necessarily teach you. I mean, you can – That is true. You can produce an ad that looks awesome, but if it's not getting at the heart of – if you can't communicate to a consumer that says, hey, I – truly know what you're saying then mm-hmm. i really got down and serious <laughs> yeah. you did but, I mean, you the did. thing is is that uh, you get, you so got many people that that go through ad school and go I mean, it's like i feel like you know i work with a, a ton of incredibly talented people but it's so easy to lose yourself lose your consumer side you know like that's what makes you good what, is, mm-hmm. is your ability to react to a product, yeah. your ability to react to whatever it is that the client has. Yeah. And your opinion of that and then how you shape that to the rest of the world is is the most important thing that you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because I think, yeah, I, I, yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, look who got something Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Oh, that would look be at me. you. Why don't you have a little sip of your cranberry? Uh, no, I will, I will not because I got it right. There and you it's go. Really good. There you go. So I drink will. your high so. life, tall boy. Brought uh, life, Piper. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And, and, and you know, the, I had, I guess, like the 1998 version of Quinn's quote, quote, portfolio. So, so Piper is the only one at the table that actually had a real portfolio. Well, I don't know. No, I won't call mine a real portfolio. I had a five-minute VHS tape of... Star Wars footage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, I had... I just made a whole bunch of... Um, just a bunch of shit, man. It's like I had... I, I made... Uh, fake opens to like TV shows. Uh, I had some short films that I had made, you know, just like all this different stuff. And so I just put it all on a tape and just sent it out to, you know, all these different, all these different agencies, TV stations, pretty much anybody that needed anyone that had a video, whatever. And, 
and yeah, so I ended up getting my first job based on the fact they're like, okay, well, none of this was actually advertising except for the fake uh, mail order album ad for Look Who's Hawking. Uh, so it was basically if Stephen Hawking sang the greatest hits of, of today. Um, and, and you can imagine how that goes. And, <laughs> and so, and, but that was, that was on you know, my quote, quote portfolio. And they're like, I can see that you, A, have a handle on how to produce stuff. You know? so, so we know that you did that in you know, your bedroom at an apartment building in Stillwater, Oklahoma. So what if we gave you actual tools to make things and instead money, of yeah. yeah instead of just whatever you've got on hand, and so they saw through the roughness of what was there and saw that the ideas were there and so and and that's one thing when I go and do a lot of uh, portfolio reviews and talk to students and things like that I see a lot of portfolios and I see a lot of stuff that's really rough and just not very very good. But if there's an idea there, I've at least got something to work with that I can say, okay, you know what? You're really good at, at, at showing people ideas and communicating ideas and, and communicating concepts. Yeah. And, and so there's a huge difference between that and just slapping a glow on something or coming up with you know, some yep. pop culture cliche or something yep. if you're a writer. Uh, you can very, very quickly take you know kind of striate the substance from from just coolness or whatever and so if if you don't have a formal portfolio as long as you've got something that if you're trying to get some sort of a creative job whether it be in advertising or 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 whatever i'm not exactly sure interior design let's say interior design there you go sure why not (laughs) fuck interior designers I don't know. I'm trying to be all inclusive. You know what? My I family don't, I, I, want just, I want to and, make and, sure. And you guys just you guys just alienated interior designers. Mm-hmm. Nice job. Oh. Good job. Nice job. Good Great. job. Hey, interior designers. Pat wasn't part of that. Hey, interior designers. All zero of you listening. Just so you know, we give zero. There fucks. might be. There might be one. Might I be give one. Zero fucks collectively. <laughs> I think I think Jeremy, you're absolutely right. I think ideas are king. Oh, I think that you can um, make an execution of something look awesome, mm-hmm. but I think the idea is king. I think it's really good. Yeah, because you can learn the trade of pushing buttons better as time goes on. Yeah, it's 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 that idea. Well, it's the velocity of cats. What is this velocity of cats, you say? Well, okay, so I spoke to a recent graduating uh, class or advertising kid. Did you sing a John Mayer song? You're speaking? I I spoke. It happened. (laughs) They allowed it. (laughs) (laughs) Stop laughing. (laughs) It was at Union Station on the IMAX screen, my whole keynote. I was like, shit, I would have made a way better keynote if I had known that this was going to happen. Anyway, I uh, so the velocity of cats thing is uh, a cat reaches its terminal velocity at six stories. So all these vets in New York were seeing all these cats come in with like a bruised paw. Oh, I know where you got this from. NPR? Is it from NPR? NPR only uh, tells the story. Okay, go ahead. 
So she presents the science. <laughs> no, I present the creative interpretation, which is equally as dumb. So uh, basically, the story on NPR was all about how, like, these two scientists they they find these find that all these cats are coming in like almost dead or completely splattered or like with a one bruised paw. And because in New York, cats fall out of windows all the time because, you know, cats suck and they do stupid shit like that. Right. So they determined that terminal velocity of a cat is 60 miles an hour and they're falling at 60 miles an hour from six stories. So when a cat reaches somewhere between a fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth story, and they fall from that window, they die. Because they're falling too flat, too fast to spread their legs out and then land on their feet. But there were all these stories about these cats that were falling like 32 stories, 48 stories, and then one, the hero cat, that fell from 53 stories and lived. And the science is, is that... When a cat falls out of the window, right, it turns into like a flying squirrel once it reaches its terminal velocity and then sort of like floats down and then like walks away with a bruised paw, right? So all these vets were like, what the fuck? But I kind of feel like... There's a, there's a point to... Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I kind of feel like that when I'm coming up with ideas, right? Like you think like fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth story, you're going to be okay. Like that's like safe zone, right? And you bring in an idea that's like a fifth to eighth story idea, Mm -hmm. and you're dead. You're going to just die because you played it totally safe. But when you go up to the 53rd story and you take that risk and you feel like you're going to shit your pants because you're falling from 53 stories, you're going to land on your feet because it was a sweet idea. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Damn it, Quinn. That was good. Sometimes it's as little as a tweet. And I'll post a tweet, and then immediately after I do, I'm like, it's kind of like that butt-clinching moment mm-hmm, of, like, mm-hmm. I feel like my entire stomach and my heart's going to fall out of my butt because maybe that was a terrible idea. And then I'm like, no, because I'm having that feeling, that means it's good. Because it's like, you, if you don't take a risk and you don't have that feeling, if you don't have that I'm going to shit my pants kind of feeling yeah. every time you have an idea, it... That idea sucks. And now I am straight up addicted to that feeling of... Incontinence. I'm going to shit my pants. Of you yeah. Yeah. shit your pants. Oh, yeah. That, that used to be my, uh, my, my Twitter bio. Used to say, shitting my pants in fear is a daily occurrence. And, uh, and, and my ECD, John, he was like, you don't really strike me as... I mean... Really? Do you I, like to shit your pants? No. Yeah, I mean, you know, if could because if because if I'm if if I'm not just scared to death that everybody yeah is going to completely it or, hate it yeah. or hate me because I came I up totally with it. I agree. Agreed. Yeah. It's a bad idea. Yeah. If, I mean, it's just yeah. it's just a it's a five to eight story yeah. idea. I got people around this office that just hate me right now because because of some of the you know some of the stuff that that I'm trying to pull off and. Like your clothes. Like my clothes. I mean, but that's a whole different thing. Luckily, um, HR is in a different building. There you go. You're really is it okay for me to hate you for buy no other reason than I just... Yeah. No. I mean, you can, you, can, you can just burn your hate in the it's, skull. It's the, it's the moonshine. It's hey, the cranberry moonshine. Can we talk talking. about... It's like a fighting liquor. Television. <laughs> Except well, with cranberries. Can we talk about can we talk about rich people television for a minute? Yes, let's do it. I what, recently what, invested what? in rich people television. Wait, so, what is you that? Know. 
I what gave is up rich people television on the weekends so that I could afford HBO. Oh, Ooh. it's not TV. What are we going to talk about? Okay. What are we going to talk about? I didn't know about that. Um, okay, so I think we should talk about Aaron Sorkin and Newsroom. Okay. Because I think that, um, first of all, I'll probably make judgments on your entire character based on whatever your opinion is. So, ready, go. Okay, I love it. <laughs> I love Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin does not tread new ground at all. Aaron Sorkin is who he is. There are shades of Newsroom um, from Sports Night from Social Network, from Sunset 60 on the Sunset Sprit, Strit, Stout Studio, <laughs> Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Um, he is who he is, and God bless him. I love him. I love him for it. There you go. I have not seen Newsroom. I do not own rich people television, as you say. Well, I guess um, you so like eating on the weekends. I, I, do. I do. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy feeding my family, so I don't have HBO, but... I was an incredible fan of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. I was Strip. too, actually. I loved that show and was so pissed that it got canceled as Although early that, as it did. Who's that bitch in it? Sarah, uh, the, Sarah Paulson. The girl that Sarah always Paulson. talked out yeah. the side of her mouth with a really Sarah bad Paulson. She was the She was uh, Matthew Perry's love interest, she, oh, yeah. and, and he with was the, always banging like on this. her because of her Christianity. Yes. All the time. Yes. She talks yeah. out of the side I'm of her Sarah mouth. Oh, yeah, she totally, yeah, always. She was like a side talker. Yeah, and she like rolls her talker. eyes as she talks to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's super annoying. Anyway. No, but I, I loved that show. It was yeah, such a good show. Yeah, I think it was casting. Show. It was Matthew Perry and Sarah Paulson ruined mm-hmm. it. Um, Whoa. I like really? Matthew Perry. Oh. D.L. Hughley was great in it. He, he was, was really good. Yeah, he was good. Uh, there was another, That other like, guy with the face and the beard. Small, small role that was really good. Uh, I can't remember those. I don't even like, remember the show anymore, but yeah, it was such a good show. Um, I was so pissed that it was going. Okay, what are you so, going to say? I about did not watch Wing? West Wing, but I watched Sports Night, West Wing, and I loved Sports Night. Fantastic. West Wing uh, taught me more than like you know news did Great about what like about the executive branch. Taught me like about having an opinion and then creating a story about it in in a really interesting way. Like that was a show that I watched. As I was learning how to do that, sometime in high school, and and it so that stayed with me, but I was not at the point of being able to judge Aaron Sorkin. Not that I should, but I will because you know why not? Why not? Uh, here's my thing. Mm. So you're right. It it's just stinks of him. Yeah. But here here's what I realized. Like it's super smart. It's a really smart. Everything that he writes is really smart, and and it's smart because the dialogue is fast and it's quick. And, and it's you, not realistic. You have to pay attention to it. But what I realize that pisses me off about everything that he does, and it's always one of those things where it's like I love it, but I kind of just fucking hate it at yeah. the same time and can't describe why. And I, I figured it out, and it happened last night. Every character that he writes is him. In oh, a yeah. different body. Oh yeah, and and I think that that's not a great way to write because <clears throat> that's can, the way I write. You can yeah. have amazing dialogue all day long. Yeah, but at the end of the day, if you don't have strong characters, the kind of characters that people want to know what's going to happen next, and you never feel like that with any of his characters because they are all versions of him. Versions mm-hmm. of him. Yeah. 
And I would... he is a prick. A total prick. What? Yeah, like in real life, total pompous, unbelievable asshole. I think probably that's true. I think I which I would I think, be too if I was that good, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue about any of those statements. It is <clears throat> every, but no one is that smart. It's it's like when Diablo Cody wrote Juno. It's like no teenage girl has a brain big enough. No, to it's way too self aware. Oh, yeah. well. no, oh, no, 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 no. Again, not a question mark at the end of that statement. <laughs> that was a freaking statement, and. Um, and Aaron Sorkin, you 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 either take him as he is, or you don't. And he makes me just as crazy as because it's like you know on West Wing, I'm just the leader of the free world. What do I know? You know, it's like uh, too much. Yeah, too much. but it's also like I'm just kind of like you're you're not adding anything to to a storyline by just having this dialogue that be so consistent among all your characters. Agreed. I can't pick out one character that's not exactly like the other and kind of know that they're going to say something that I'm probably going to have to rewind once or twice. Probably. You know, like it's it's just it's and that's what makes it And their differences are so perfectly diametrically opposed to Create the well, perfect and they are, amount of friction. They are they are kind of But no, it's all visual. Yeah. Right? It's like yeah. you know, like the blonde girl that looks really cute and sweet, but is surprisingly smart. And yeah. then it's like the dorky guy that smiles nice and is like has this Crush you know, really on the cute other girl, yeah, yeah, and then it's like and, and and then there's Jeff Daniels in there, and you're like, oh, but Jeff Daniels is like I, I think he's a great actor personally. But all I, you I think really of him like is him. having diarrhea though, right? Yes. Yeah. From mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumb. Which is exactly why I think he is yep. a fantastic actor. The, um, Man, if you can pull off shit like that, I mean, seriously. The thing, the thing that I love about Aaron Sorkin is that he does what few other writers can do and that he, he controls – I mean, it's Aaron Sorkin. It's the writer controls. It's not the director's oh, yeah. vision. He is the poet It's master. not the cinematographer's vision. It is the writer's vision. Someday yeah. I want to grow up in order – I want to grow up and be as big of an I asshole. I want you to grow up. <laughs> I want to be as big of an asshole as Aaron Sorkin. Now, where did you get that he's an asshole? I don't doubt that that's probably Oh, my true. God. Are you kidding First of all, if you watch any of like the like making of newsroom, blah blah blah, it's yeah, like he is just like he is the creative director from hell. Yeah, I'm you sure know, and is. it's like you can just tell he's had those. He's like, do it again and say it like you mean it this time, asshole. Yeah. You know, like you can just tell. Did you did you ever see the Thirty Rock where he did a walk and talk yes. with Tina Fey, which I love. He's I like, love that because Tina Fey. I created yes. West Wing. And yes. And and sports night, and I wrote few good men. And Tina Fey says in Studio sixty on the Sunset Strip, and he's like, "Shut up," <laughs> <laughs> because that was that was the big thing was that that was a failure. Well, and and, well, and it came NBC, right up against Thirty Rock. Yeah, NBC put all their money behind Studio sixty and not uh, Thirty Rock. Rock, and it sustained. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. So. Um, as we gotta make mention of some stuff here. We, yeah, we've got some things. We got some things left to to mention. Um, for one thing, which I cannot believe we didn't mention any of this stuff, especially when we were trying to give like 
Quinn's credentials and you know and all that stuff. We didn't say what we are on Twitter or anything, which I guess is probably fine for you, Pat, because, yeah, because you, you stop because I don't because you stopped I do. tweeting like, like a year ago. A dead body. Yeah, but uh, so so on Twitter. You can find, well, for one thing, you can find the show itself has got a uh, Twitter handle and it is Mule Shakes. So you can follow the show at Mule Shakes and there are various shenanigans that happen there. Uh, I am at Third Martini, 3RD Martini. Quinn is you. Speak. Oh, oh, I'm Quinn K, Q U I N N K. And Pat. Piper seventy one. Piper. <laughs> he had to look at the at the piece of paper in front of him. And when am I in Piper seventy one? I will start checking. My all right, Twitter account again. Quinn Only definitely has the most followers out of all of us. We should talk about our potential sponsor. We should. Well, I don't know. If we should necessarily reveal our potential sponsor oh, but because we they have haven't, one. They haven't paid us yet. We have one that's in the works. Yeah, and it's huge. Yeah, we've so so we've got we actually we have two potential sponsors. I don't even know the second uh-huh, one. That's see, how, that's yeah, we get we. Oh, oh, we should talk about that guy that said I have a dirty mouth. Oh yeah 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 he he actually sits he's not here right now but he sits just right over this wall I feel in, right here in our mother's basement he yeah sits in right in over. your mom's basement he sits just right over there in the corner and uh, yeah I so feel he like, he what? yeah he felt you were were pretty saucy you've got a filthy mouth I do I mean but I feel like about that. What was that? <laughs> I just heard a lot of high squeaking. Yeah, I just heard squeaking. <laughs> oh, now, now I feel self-conscious about my dirty fucking mouth. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't do that. Me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, what? no, no, no. Um, yeah, he, yeah, the, the quote was, just listen to your podcast, really good, but it's obvious that Quinn K has got the filthiest mouth in the Absolutely. world. Absolutely. I always say that. Quinn K, filthiest mouth in Kansas City. Oh, totally. Oh, so I went to a family reunion last weekend, (laughs) speaking of filthy mouths. (laughs) And uh, um, one of my distant cousins was like, told my great Aunt Mary. You had the filthiest mouth. You have got to follow Quinn on Twitter. Oh, God. And my great Aunt Mary's like, Twitter? I just got on Facebook and I have an iPad and blah, blah. And she's 86, okay? Yeah, it's like, who says that to an 86? First of oh, all. Oh, my God, you have got to follow her on Twitter. I thought I was going to punch him in the face. Nice. And uh, because I'm, I'm literally, and my dad, my dad overhears this whole thing and turns to my great Aunt Mary like, and goes. no, 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 no. Don't even think about following her on Twitter because honestly, I want to disown her. I have no idea where her sick mind comes from. The things that she says, no idea where that comes from. And my Aunt Mary's like, really? No idea? You have no idea where that kind of shit comes from? And I'm like, oh, 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 she said shit. (laughs) (laughs) And she didn't have a heart attack. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Yeah. My father's not proud of me. And things I are think sad. we've established <laughs> yeah. that pretty well over two episodes now. Yeah. Quinn's father not not proud. super proud not of this situation. Super proud of, of of all this stuff. So okay, so fine. So so Quinn has has a filthy 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 mouth, mm-hmm. dirty dirty mouth. Uh, but but it was funny. Other than your dirty mouth, I mean, so that was the yeah yeah. I should work on it though. You know, yeah. work on making. Or saying less dirty things and yes. more funny things. 
Yeah, there you, no, go. you know what? I think if you think about it too hard, then the show's just going to go in the toilet. The show is going to go in the toilet if you think about it. <laughs> Quinn, Quinn sucks horribly because she's overthinking it. Yeah, or or we end up, uh, you know, overdubbing. Like, you know, my butt. Yeah, got, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, well, and I, I, right. I just keep forgetting that people can't see me right now. Yeah. So I keep making all and these And if they faces. saw you, well, do you it would, would that make any difference? Yeah, it would. It would not make any difference. Well, it would because they would get to see how many times I roll my eyes at you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I know another thing we can talk about. As as we're as listen, let me look at the Oh yeah, we could probably, you know, start kind of thinking about wrapping up. I talked about mini bar last yes. week in the in the pilot episode. And I talked to them, and they are way into having us come and do a live show at Minibar in Kansas City, uh, which is at 3810 Broadway in Kansas City, Missouri. And that's going to be on August 6th. So mark your calendar, August 6th, from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, we would certainly love to have you at the recording if you live in Kansas so City. So we want people to show up. We, oh, we absolutely want people to show up because there will there will be another microphone where people can talk and oh. ask questions. Oh my God, the demon voices in my head can be heard. I sweat yeah. a lot in front of people. I bet they asked so. us, you know, because of my dirty mouth. Probably. For the record. Oh, Probably. yeah. Because I sent They're them like, the episode. I don't care about you two dudes. Get the filthy mouth yeah, in Yeah, get that yeah. filthy whore in here. Yeah, yeah. That, that is obviously, they were like, casual stripper, mm-hmm. <laughs> bring her in. That's right. <laughs> That's right. She's, she, yeah, she's going to bring all the people in here. Yeah. So yeah, so so we're going to do that. And uh, so yeah, so so mini bar uh, sponsors. We we have two almost coming on the pipe. If you are interested in being a sponsor of the show, and and we have not offended you through you know if you're not Little Debbie Miller High Life, uh, the Smoky Nut guy from last Aveda. week. Aveda, yeah, or, way to go on, Aveda. Um, you know, or any of those things, uh, and and you feel like we might not just completely shit all over your brand or your product. Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, we um, won't sponsor you. Yeah, no. Quinn, Quinn's killing it for us. That's right. We would love guys, to have sponsors but for the midnight shows. Midnight moonshine. Those people. Midnight yeah. moonshine Which will totally sponsor be us yeah. because for me yeah. dying in a ditch <laughs> on the side of the road. Yeah, I might Who, die. How, how many people can minibar fit in it? Uh, well, you know what? I, I I would say if we get, well, A, if we get 10 people there, I'm going to call it a success. If we get 20 people there, it'll I'll be beyond. I'll take off my shirt. It'll, there you go. Pat will take off I his will shirt. Take off and my if shirt. we get 30 people there, Quinn will fly like a cat falling off the 53rd story of a New York building. Nah, I'll tweet about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'll tweet about it. Oh, there's your present, man. Nah, nah. I'll tweet about it. What? I, I don't if, do. If we, I don't do promotional tweets. It's my. Yeah. It's my thing. It's her thing. That's that's why she hasn't said a word about the show on her on her Twitter stream. But when <clears> I do, <throat> it's going to be amazing. Hell yeah, it will. No, so so Just so yeah. For us if to we fall into our groove, if if we get if Whoa, we get thirty people, there. it'll be. If it'll I be gave huge. my Twitter followers a number to call to ask questions. Fucked up shit would happen. That's what we want, though. Yeah, yeah I don't know if you're. Why don't you totally, quit being so damn there, selfish? There could, there's a good Here's chance it could thing. be the Quinn show, and then you know what happens then. And it's not already the Quinn show. Well, not as much as it could be yet. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just saying, I. It would be interesting to see what we get on the voicemail line. 
Okay. Okay. I'll consider it. Oh, I, I always liked it when, when <laughs> Quinn retweeted, went, retweeted one of my tweets and then I got a couple of more people that followed me and I was like, ooh, Quinn, it feels good. Yeah, it was only because you were like maybe going to hire me at I that know, time. I know, exactly. <laughs> it was totally good. I mean, you're like, oh, God, this won't damage my reputation too much. No, no. you had funny tweets. You should tweet again. I know. What a fantastic final thought to end this episode on. Uh, you know what, guys? There are a number of ways that you can get a hold of us and talk to us about food poisoning, creativity, uh, or, you know, casual hornness, anything that happens to be yeah, on your minds. Hey, yeah, I mean, and the, and the thing is, is, is we do not have... Our, our iTunes feed is not set up yet, and I cannot wait to see what the ratings are going to be on that. <clears throat> but if you have Three something, that, yeah, well, actually, I'm 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 just waiting for the one star, uh, you know, the one star reviews. So, and it, but incidentally, for those of you who do listen to other uh, Mule Radio Syndicate shows, come on, we've got to have a higher rating than Pickin' Boogers with John. I mean, come on, seriously. Come on. But there are a number of ways you can get a hold of us. You can call in, and especially when Quinn gives out this phone number and we get like people coming. I really want you to do this because this, this is this is gonna this is gonna be, know this is what's to. gonna make the fucking show. Do you have it in you? This is what's gonna make the show. <laughs> this is gonna make you know the you show. catered to one said, thing. You and said then... you're a casual hooker. Let's see it. Yeah, Put let's it. see what you got. Put it out there. Let's see what you got. Let Great. your so Twitter. I'll, I'll lose 200 followers instead of 100. Mm-hmm. On Let that your one. Twitter followers know that they can call 415 484 5830 with questions, comments, thoughts, anything. Not about Quinn, though. Not about Quinn. Just about creativity. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. Quinn, about Quinn. That. <laughs> what are you wearing? What are you wearing, Quinn? We can't have any of that shit. <laughs> No, no. Well, we can have it. I just won't necessarily put yeah. it in an episode. We'll just keep that for our own. Fi- well, like, yeah. when when we have our holiday party, that's you know, like hey, listen to all of Quinn's emails. <laughs> <laughs> now, if it is uh, Pat, what are you wearing? Then it's like I'm yeah, wearing okay. oversized boxers mm-hmm. and some jeans that probably one snug item a of little my clothing. Bit. Probably has a striped pattern on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Possibly all three. <laughs> yeah. Yes. In different directions. A uh, 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 t-shirt that's probably got some sweat stains mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, let, uh, let's get into it. You want Jeremy's get into tried it? to end this episode like five <laughs> times, dude. Like, we got to stop. All right. Yeah. I would yeah. like to really quick as we close, give out a shout out to Jeremy who created the Shakes look. Which, by the way, is awesome. Totally no, awesome. actually, actually, I didn't. I did not design that. That the shakes artwork. Well, I, I did the uh, type. I did the type. Did everything see? wrong? Pat. Yeah, you, you fucked it up. You, you fucked it up. You should have. No. Well, see, here's the thing, bad. though. I'm not going to take credit where credit is due because the shakes artwork was created by the very lovely and talented Jason Permenter of Mule Design Studio, who is an ex volcanologist. So, you know, he went from volcanology to designing our artwork, and yeah, he did a fantastic job. And I want a T-shirt. I totally want I a T-shirt, I would like too. a T-shirt with a Vulcan on it. I, I, yeah, so I will be talking to one of our potential sponsors about making a Shakes T-shirt. There you go. It'll be deliciously lovely. So, uh, so that's that. And if you have questions, as always, email theshakes at muleradio.net, which is a real email address now legit yeah last don't, week we were just guessing don't let us 
Don't touch me there. Like dot com. <laughs> Don't let us ramble again. Yeah, muleshakes.clownpenis.net.com. <laughs> Great. Now say it again what the real one is. The, um, oh, shit. I don't even have it. The Shakes at Mueller Radio. <laughs> <laughs> the Shakes at MuellerRadio.net. Oh, this has been The Shakes. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. The Shakes is hosted by Jeremy Fuxa, Pat Piper, and Quinn Cavett. Call with questions or comments. 415-484-5830.